Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is Cats at Night. Uh, John Katsimatidis here. And uh, uh, today was an interesting day. The market went down. Uh, yesterday it went up 1,000 points, give or take. Today it goes down 1,000 points. Who's better to talk to us about it and tell us where the heck is the economy going than Steve Forbes, one of the leading economists in our country. How are you, Steve? Doing very well, John. How are you? Well, I, I lost 1,000 points today. i, I got to calculate uh, if I still can buy some groceries. <laughs> well, yes, and, 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 and inflation has affected food prices, and uh, the Fed is affecting the price of money. Well, tell us, uh, where the heck are we? You know, yesterday the uh, Powell got on and uh, said he there was no way he was going to do three quarters of a point. He only did a half a point, and uh, there was jubilance, and the market goes up a thousand points. And then today, down the other side of the roller coaster. Well, I think uh, yesterday they realized the difference between uh, half a point, three quarters of a point, especially when he's going to be raising them. Every meeting the Fed has between now and probably the end of the year uh, well, was really a distinction that uh, really didn't matter very much. And the real question is, is how uh, how is the Fed going to inadvertently push us into a downturn, into a recession? And uh, they unfortunately, the Fed believes that the only way to control inflation is by slowing the economy down instead of stabilizing the value of the dollar. Uh, back in the late 1980s, 1990s, for a while under Alan Greenspan, uh, the Fed sort of uh, tied the dollar's value informally, very informally, to gold and to uh, commodity indexes. So you had some uh, sort of benchmark. Uh, but today the Fed is flying blind. So the underestimated inflation, remember transitory, uh, you know, life is transitory, but they underestimated inflation. Uh, now they are in danger of uh, overreacting. They're a doctor that doesn't know what to do. Uh, they're doctors, you know, you remember 300 years ago, they cured patients by bleeding them. Uh, that got rid of the pain and suffering because it got rid of the patient. So uh, the Fed is <laughs> operating blind. <clears throat> well, you know, I mean, we gave them a simple answer, uh, uh, Steve. All they have to do is open up North America to crude oil, and, and oil will go back down to $55 a barrel, and there'll be no inflation. But they'd rather raise interest rates well, this, and this, wipe this, out this, the real this, estate market. Yeah, well, this this raises an interesting point, which we discuss in the new book I co-authored called Inflation. And that is there are two kinds of inflation, the non-monetary and monetary. Non-monetary would be you have a drought or a COVID shutdowns, which raises prices, or what you're touching on when the government creates conditions that sends the price of energy up artificially, not through supply and demand, but because they suppress supply. Uh, the government did it the other day again, not, in, not just in energy, but when they put in the new rules on terms of infrastructure projects, which is going to delay infrastructure projects, make them more expensive, make them have to go through a lot of rigmarole, delay their completion, that raises the cost of living. 
So that's the non-monetary. And then the monetary kind is when you uh, undermine the value of the dollar, uh, as the Fed did, creating a lot of money. And uh, we're experiencing both monetary and non-monetary. But you're right about in energy. Just get out of the way. <laughs> so, you, you could solve you could solve the whole inflation problem by opening up North America. That's all. I mean, it's so simple. Um, well, what, uh, that that that, and stop printing too many dollars. That, that, now, that there's another too. thing going on, uh, Steve. <laughs> I don't know if you saw what, what the other thing that's going on. Somebody, you know, when we, me and you discussed, and we also discussed with our friend Larry, that uh, the CEOs were staying in front of the curve and raising the prices on the first quarter so they don't miss their earnings for the uh, first quarter. But. Some of them, some of those companies are having an old crap situation, and their sales fell way off. What do you What do you hear about that? Well, uh, when uh, you're, uh, that's why you got to look for companies that uh, know how to uh, control costs and uh, have a, a base where uh, they can adjust if they need to on prices. But when you raise prices, uh, you you know that people are going to react. And even though uh, what, what's happening now, John, is that, as you know, a lot of people who got a lot of payments uh, during the COVID shutdowns, they're running through that money. They don't have the cash reserves they uh, used to have. And so uh, that's going to hurt uh, what people can buy. If the price of stuff is going up, food, energy, that means you have less money to spend elsewhere. And that means a slower economy. Understood. Um what else do you want to tell the American people? We have a minute left. Uh, how about uh, the government getting out of the way and removing barriers to progress? How about the Federal Reserve stabilizing the value of the dollar? And how about Joe Biden shocking the world by proposing a big tax cut? Well, well <laughs> Senator Schumer has proposed to fight inflation by increasing taxes. Yes, that always works. Raise, raise taxes, which means, uh, which, which means people have less, businesses have less. Sure, far firmly for disaster, but that's never stopped uh, Schumer and his cohorts. Steve Forbes, <laughs> thank you so much. And uh, tell thank us about you. your new book. It's called Inflation, What It Is, Why It's Bad, and How to Fix It. You can buy it on Amazon. Reader-friendly, no jargon. Explains what you need to know about this affliction that uh, the government has given us. By Steve Forbes. I, and uh, thank you for your, your autograph book. And I'm reading it. And uh, it's very interesting. Thank you so much. Thank you, John. Keep the fight up. Keep, keep the fight up. And Judge Weinberg, uh, Craig Eaton, Governor Patterson. You know, you hear that, you hear that music? You <laughs> stand Star for Wars what? There. Truth, justice, justice, and, and the American, American way. way. <laughs> and that's what this show stands for this. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Uh, And uh, God bless New York. God bless America. We really need a blessing. Thank you so much. And have a great night. Thank you, John. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.